Can't get away from that title. I think I've favorite, whatever. Goodness, all right, it is a joy to be here today. We're going to jump right in. This is so fun. I love being here. And the Browns uh, just basically preached my whole message, so that's amazing. Seriously, though, I mean, we're talking about everything they shared about today, so that we could just go, but I, let's do this. I'm your favorite, so let's just jump right in. I got your time. So, all right. Uh, open your Bibles, grab something to take notes with. As we say around here, we are a Bible-believing and note-taking church. It is a joy to be here with you today. This is so much fun. I was just thinking in worship how fun this is to be here hungering and thirsting for what we're hungering and thirsting for. We've asked for it, and God is answering our prayers. This is fun to do church with you all. Now, I get to wrap up this series that we've started this year with called Build the Home. And my message today should be an encouraging and extremely practical end to the Build the Home series. I can't emphasize that enough. There's going to be so many bullet points today. Buckle up. It is going to be a very encouraging and practical close to our Build the Home series. Now, I've personally been so blessed by what God has spoken to us through this series. I've loved that this series hasn't been opinions by Andrew, but it's been the word of God to us. I've loved that. Who else? I heard a couple of amens. Yes. I have learned some things in this series. I have learned some things that I wish I knew earlier on in my life. I've learned some things that I wish I knew earlier on as a married man, uh, as, as a young single man, as a father, specifically as a man and as a single Uh, I wish I knew that I needed to focus on what God was saying rather than what other people would say I should do or be as a young man. I wish I would have known that. Early on in marriage and parenting, I wish I would have known to focus on being accountable to God first rather than what others thought I needed to be accountable to or focus on, even my wife and my kids. Amen. Anybody? Y'all feeling this too? I wish I knew some of this stuff. This series... In this series, the Word of God has built me, has set me free, and has brought the purpose of being God's image back into focus. And I know you guys are feeling some of this too. I know that you're feeling it, and I know that the truth of God has set you free, and that you feel built into by this series, because I've spoken with many of you, and you've told me as much. You've told me that your mindset on this topic or that topic has changed, or that you, you feel really free, you feel set free by the truth of God, uh, you feel more on assignment than ever. You've told me this. And I've also spoken with many of your life group leaders. Yes, we talk about you. And we pray for you, so okay, you know. And I've heard from them that your life group night discussions have been amazing, have been, have been about how do we respond to what God is setting us free from? How do we respond to this truth that God's giving us? I know this series has been impactful because I can see the change happening in us. As one of your pastors, I want you to know that I can see change happening in us, and I am so encouraged by that. <laughs> From my perspective, I can see that God has spoken to us in this Build the Home series, and we are all trying to respond to what he is saying. For us all, Build the Home has been seven weeks of a journey of learning just how much we've been discipled by the world and our flesh, and together we have decided to give ourselves to building our homes God's way. Together we have learned and decided to give ourselves to building our homes God's way. And what I want to say today to end our series, what I want to say is that everything God is revealing to us in each of these assignments and everything we've discussed is so that 
we can bear his image to the world and to those who don't yet know him. Everything. We have to end this series by underscoring the point that we aren't just here to build our best homes. We aren't just assigned to build our homes God's way even. The whole point of this Build the Home series is that we are to be God's image. God has given us our assignments so that we can bear his image. How else can I say it? God has called and blessed you to be the man, the woman, the husband or wife, the father or mother, the married or single that you are so that you would bear his image to the world. The truth is we are personally and collectively the church. We are God's home on earth. We are what he's building. If at the end of this series we aren't imaging God more clearly for others to know him and to receive him, then we've missed the point of this Build the Home series. Andrew gave us seven weeks about imaging God in our personal identities and homes. And today I want to finish the series by exhorting us to image God by fulfilling our Christian callings to be disciples and make disciples. This is the title of my message today. So grab your Bibles, turn to Genesis 1, and stand with me for the reading of the Word. You got another week of this series, and you got another week of Genesis 1. So here we go, Genesis 1, 26 through 28. It should be on the screen. Yep, Genesis 1, 26 through 28 says, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, according to our likeness. And let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every crawling thing that crawls on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. We've got one more for you, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Should be on the screen. You can turn there if you want. 18 through 20 says, And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit teaching them to follow all that I commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. I'm going to pray for us. God, help us today. Send your Holy Spirit to speak to us today. I pray over every one of us that we would be open to receive from you. Like Crystal and Josh were testifying to, we can hear you and we ask to hear you today. Come and speak to us. Help us be free to receive. I'm asking for the peace of God to come and guard our hearts and minds in a way that sets us free to receive from you today. Amen. You guys can take a seat. Now, I know being your discipleship pastor, that's one of my titles here, that I know that when I say the word discipleship, that just about, in just about everyone's mind, something different has popped up into your mind when I say that word. We all have a different idea when it comes to discipleship. And as your discipleship pastor, I would like to have you think of being disciples of Jesus and making disciples of Jesus in this way. I want you to think of this in this way. Think of a wedding day. 
Think of all that goes into a wedding day. There is so much that goes into the planning of the wedding day and the day of. There's much planning before and even during. People are scrambling around. I was just talking with someone today who went to a wedding yesterday. It was chaos. There's festivities leading up to the day. There's so much that happens. But if the bride does not make it down the aisle at the end of the day, then the whole planning, everything, was for nothing. And the same is true for being disciples and making disciples. There are many programs, conversations, lessons to be learned when being a disciple and making a disciple of Jesus. But if we do not make it down the aisle to Jesus ourselves, it has all been for nothing. When teaching someone else how to follow Jesus, if we do not lead them down the aisle to Jesus, then we have failed them. And we can learn to be the best man, woman, husband, wife, father, mother, or single. But if we do not ourselves make it down the aisle and lead others down the aisle, then what's it all been for? We must know and experience Jesus for ourselves. And we must help others know and experience Jesus for themselves. Think of discipleship in this way. Think of the wedding day. I'm going to ask you to carry that as your discipleship pastor. Think of it this, in this wedding day paradigm or this idea of a wedding day. Am I leading someone to Jesus? Am I going down the aisle to Jesus? Now, my goal here today, again, is to be incredibly practical. And so I'm going to give you what I'm calling four experiences to lead you in and to lead others in to follow Jesus and to down the aisle to Jesus. And I'm going to teach you these four practices, and, and you can use them by yourself or with others. This will apply for your friendships with believers and even with non-believers. Your kids, your spouse, your boyfriend or girlfriend, your life group, so on and so on. These four experiences are for you and for those God has placed in your life. I promise you. I promise you that what I'm about to give you is simple enough and practical enough that you, yes, you, can do it, and you can do it every day in some way, shape, or form if you want to. Okay, so Andrew made me make that promise, but it's out there now, so we'll see if I can actually deliver on that. But here we go. So the four experiences I want to give you, again, these are four experiences to know and experience Jesus for yourself and equip you in leading others and doing the same. And I want you to write these down. They're going to be on the screen. Number one, listen to the Lord. Number one, listen to the Lord. This is what Crystal was talking about. Number two, talk to the Lord. Again, this is what Crystal was talking about. Number three, listen to the Lord for others. And number four, talk about the Lord to others. It's super practical. And we're going to go through each of these four for the remainder of our time here this morning. And I want to discuss these four experiences both from the perspective of being a disciple and making disciples. So receive these both for yourself as ways to lead you down the aisle to Jesus and receive these for others. Learn how to take others down the aisle to Jesus. So let's jump in. Listen to the Lord. This is to know and experience Jesus, you must listen to the Lord. Jesus tells us to be a follower of Jesus, that you must do what he says. And to do what he says, you must know what he says. Pretty simple. 
He says in John 15 that he is the vine and we are the branches. Abide in me and you will bear fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing, he says. And in verses 8 and 10, I want to highlight these. He says, my father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. That sounds good. I want to prove to be his disciple. Verse 9, just as the father has loved me, I have also loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, he says, you will remain in me. Just as I have kept my father's commandments and remain in him. So we must listen to him and do what he says. Okay, Sam, how do I listen and how do I lead others in listening? That's a great question. I'm glad you asked it. There are three ways that I want to give you. I want you to be strong in that pertain to listening to the Lord. Again, this is super practical. I've got more bullet points coming. There's three ways that I want you to be strong in that pertain to listening to the Lord. Word, spirit, and church. Okay, so the first one, you can listen to the Lord by reading his word. Super simple. Read God's word and lead whoever you're discipling in reading God's word. The second one, spirit. You can listen to the Lord through the indwelling of his Holy Spirit. This is what Crystal was talking about. God has made his home in you, and he loves to speak to you. John 10, 27, Jesus says, I am the shepherd, and my sheep hear my voice. Praise God. The third one, church. Listen to the Lord by being around others that hear from God and therefore know what he sounds like. They can help you discern his voice and lead the person you're discipling in this as well. Bring them to church. Send them to church. Take them to life group. It matters. Now, one common question about listening to the Lord I know is probably popping into your head right now is how do I know if what I heard was God? That's another great question. The quick answer is whatever you hear in one of these three categories, it must be backed up by the other two. Now, here's what I mean. So say you're reading God's word one day and you're not sure if you're interpreting it right or understanding it correctly. Ask God's Holy Spirit to reveal to you and speak to other faithful believers about what you're hearing. Okay, so say you're hearing something in your prayer time one day. You hear God speaking in your mind, and you're not sure if it's God. Make sure it lines up with his word, and ask other faithful believers about what you're hearing. Find yourself receiving a word from somebody, and you don't know if it's from God. Make sure it lines up with scripture. Ask God's Holy Spirit to reveal to you, and talk to other faithful believers about what you're hearing. It's pretty simple. Another common question you might be thinking right now is, what if I can't? I've tried that, but what if I can't hear from God? Man, that's another great question. (laughs) And I would say there are three common things that I'd like to suggest to you. Again, more bullet points, but hopefully this is encouraging and equipping you to go to God. And there are three common things that I would look at, I would suggest looking at first. If you're asking the question, what if I can't hear from God? I'm not, I'm not hearing from him. I'm trying it. Well, there are three things that would uh, hinder us from hearing God. I would, I would suggest these are sin, wounds, and lies. Sin. Let's go through these bullet points. When we hold on to sin, it becomes a hindrance to receiving from God. The solution, confession and repentance are the way forward to hearing from God. So tell God, tell other faithful followers, and turn away from it. 
Turn to God. Wounds. Now, wounds are tough because they're things that are done by others. And we've all experienced these. These can be offenses that we've received simply from something somebody has said. Or these can be actual wounds, physical, emotional, mental, other. The solution to this is forgiveness. Forgiveness is the only way to healing these wounds and being free to receive from the Lord again. Now, if you have physical, mental, or emotional wounds from someone, that's a serious thing. And we can't dive into all of that today. What I would say is I would counsel you to receive the serious help that you need. I wouldn't make light of any of those things. But still, forgiveness is the way to freedom here. Lastly, lies. These are beliefs or accusations about God, about someone else, or about ourselves. And the solution to these is learning and believing the truth of God. Those are three ways that you, I would suggest to look at if you're saying, I'm trying to hear from God and I can't. Look there. Start there. Again, this is an intro. There's so much that I want to say I can't get into. Start there. These lies are beliefs or accusations about God or others or ourselves. And the solution is learning and believing the truth of God. Okay, now a very practical tool I want to gift you under this number one of listening to the Lord is, uh, is to ask God the question, God, what do you want me to know? And to write down his response by writing your name and I want you to know in your journal. So for me, this would look like, Sam, comma, I want you to know. And then I'd wait and listen. Or I'd read whatever I'm about to read. Or I'd go to life group and I'd participate in the discussion. Or I'd come to a Sunday. And then I'd write down, what did you say to me today? And then after you hear God, respond to what he says with an I will statement. Something like, God, I will. And then write down what you are willing to do, what you're going to respond to his word with. We don't just want to be hearers of his word. We want to be doers of his word. And now this response could look like needing to go and do something. It could also be, I'm going to think on this. I'm going to meditate on your word some more. I'm going to go and talk to another believer and make sure that what I'm hearing is from God. I'm going to go read about this. I'm going to study. It could be any one of those things. But we want to be people who respond and do the word of God. And you can do this in your time with God when you're in the car with your kids at the dinner table during our Sundays together in life group discussion times. You can, you can use this little, these two little phrases or statements. And many of you have already done this. A couple of weeks ago, Andrew led us in this at the end of one of his sermons. We did this very exercise. Now, I find these two phrases very helpful. Uh, not only because they help me hear God, but Uh, It's pretty much the best question that you can lead yourself or anyone in to help them be a disciple of Jesus because it gets down to the hearing and doing. And that's what Jesus was talking about in John 15. Keep my commandments. If you love me, you keep my commandments. Hear God and do what he says. This is leading yourself down the aisle and this is leading someone else down the aisle to Jesus. All right, that's number one. Super practical. We're just going through these. That's number one. Listen to the Lord. Number two is talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. To know and experience Jesus, you must talk to him. And we call this prayer. 
Scripture shows us so much about prayer that I, I can't have any, uh, even if I had 10 Sundays, I couldn't get to all of it. But uh, our, our Lent series, one thing I will say, uh, our Lent series that is about to come up is going to be all about prayer. So pay attention. You'll be learning how to talk to the Lord during that. But one tool I want to give you for talking to the Lord today is praying the Word of God. Yes. Sam, how do I pray the Word of God? <laughs> that is a great question. <laughs> I'm so glad you asked it. Now, I want to give you three things to help you pray the Word of God. More bullet points. Praying the Word of God. Agree, believe, and ask. Okay, so what do I mean by those? Agree. This is agreeing with God's Word. Read it. Agree with it. Think on the truth and bring your thoughts into alignment with it. That's what I mean by agree. Bring your thoughts into alignment with it. Believe. Believe the truth that you just read for yourself and for others. And ask. Ask for more of this truth. Ask for more revelation. And just a pro tip, write down whatever you agree, believe, and ask. Now, the best way to discuss this, I think, is just to give you an example. So, here we go. For what it's worth. Say I was praying through Romans 8, verse 1, that says, There is now no condemnation for Christ Jesus. Here's how I would do it under the agree. God, you are gracious and merciful, and you are a God who is able to set me free, and you have set me free. I am free, specifically from condemnation. This is me. I believe it. By God's grace, I have no condemnation. Lord, help me receive this truth. I receive it now, and I pray it over, and I take some time to pray it over my wife, my sons, my friends, you guys. And then ask. I would ask for more freedom from condemnation. And I would, sh- I would say, show me where lies are leading me rather than your truth is leading me. Show me where I need to let go of accusations against myself, accusations I'm holding, or accusations that I believe others might have against me. Help me be free of those. And I ask for more revelation of your grace and mercy today. Again, there is so much we can learn about prayer and talking to the Lord. But I'll simply say this. Praying God's word is Praying the will of God. And this is ultimately what we're after. We want to hear and do. We want to do what he says. And we want to hear what he says. And we want to say what he says. So pray what you read in your Bible. Pray the word of God. Okay, so that's number two. Moving on. Number three. Listen to the Lord for others. Number three is listen to the Lord for others. To teach others to know and experience Jesus, you must listen to the Lord for them. This is you listening to God and making room for God to speak to you, to others through you. This is just making space for God to speak to others through you. God speaks to us through one another all the time here. But how do I listen to God for others? That's another great question. Just like you listen for yourself, go to the Word of God and to the Holy Spirit, but this time on behalf of others. Super simple. It's practical. Something I want to give you to this end, something that's been really helpful for me when I learned it, is to pray this prayer called the Include Me Prayer. You're going to want to write this down. The Include Me Prayer sounds like this. Holy Spirit, is there anything you're doing in anyone else's life that you want to include me in? It's really simple. 
listen and then respond to what you hear. You don't need to go around feeling pressure to make something up for other people. God is moving in people's lives, and when you participate with him in what he's already doing, you help people know and experience Jesus. You're helping lead people down the aisle to Jesus. You can do this at home. You can do it with your friends, with your spouse, with your kids, at Life Group, on Sundays, here in this room during worship. That's a great time to hear on behalf of others. At work or at the gym, on and on. Pray the Include Me prayer. Listen to the Lord for others. That's number three, listening to the Lord for others. Next is number four, talk about the Lord to others. To teach others to know and experience Jesus, you must talk about the Lord to others. Talk about the Lord to others, and and talking about the Lord to others is simply making space in your relationships to share Jesus with others. But Sam, how do I talk about the Lord to others? That is a good question. There are three things I want to equip you in. Three more bullet points. Here we go. Pray, care, and share. Again, I know this is super practical stuff, but we can do this. We can take this. Pray, care, and share. Okay, you can talk about the Lord to others by praying for them, caring for them, and sharing with them. Pray. This, again, is the include me prayer. When you're around others and you want to talk about the Lord to them, pray the include me prayer and let God speak to you. In the car, at the store, on the phone, putting your kids to bed, at work, walking around the neighborhood, pray. Holy Spirit, is there anything you're doing and anyone else around me that you want to include me with? Care. Care for others around you. This one's really simple. Initiate and listen. Just care for those around you. Look for opportunities to love and serve the people who are in your life. It doesn't have to be complicated. Do unto others what you would have them do unto you. Take some food, put away your neighbor's trash cans, help with the lawn care, carpool with the kids to school. All this stuff is just really simple, really simple things. If you involve yourself in their life, it's going to be really easy to start conversations. So this is care. Again, I would say maybe this is my East Texas showing up, but you can't go wrong with taking someone a casserole, okay? <laughs> you can't go wrong with food. And share the third one. If you do the first two, if you pray the include me prayer and you care for those God brings to your mind, you will have opportunities to share. And what can you share? It's a good question. You can share a couple of things. I want to give you some of those things. You can share prayer, stories, and the gospel. So prayer, you can pray for anything. As you're hearing from people, you've initiated a conversation, they're going to most likely talk about the things that are going wrong in their life. We all do this. And as, as you're hearing, listen for ways that you can begin to pray for them. And begin to pray for them. Sharing stories could be Especially after you've heard about a problem, you can share some sort of story on how you've experienced God in your own life. Now, this doesn't have to be the, I know exactly what you're going through, so let me tell you how God has fixed whatever you're going through. I know that's not like that. It could be something like, I know this isn't exactly what you're going through, but there was a time in my life when I saw God, and that matters. Can I share that with you? 
you can also share the gospel. And I'm not going to go into how to share the gospel today. I'm going to trust that you know how to do that. If you don't, come talk to us. If you want to learn how to share the gospel, we'd love to. A great way to start that conversation, something I often say is, Here I, here's how I learned of God. Can I share that with you? It feels a little less preachy. It's like, I've learned of him in this way. Maybe that would be helpful. That's not the only way to do it, but that's one of the ways you can do it. Okay, so these are the four experiences. These are the four experiences. And I promise that if you do these things, you're being a disciple. And if you teach others to do them, you're making disciples. Now, I know that I just dumped a ton on you. A ton of bullet points, a ton of things to do, and there, there's so much. But if you've caught anything today, I want you to hear that we can do this. We can do this. And no matter, I know not everybody has caught everything, but hopefully you've caught something that you can walk away from here today. What is that thing? What is the thing that you've heard today that stuck out to you that you're saying, I think God might be saying this to me, and how am I going to respond to him? I'm sure you have questions about the practicality of doing some of this stuff. And, and we aren't going to do a podcast on this message like we've been doing for all the others. But if there's something that you've learned today that you have questions about, come talk to me. Please reach out to me. I, it's literally my job to help you in this. I love doing this. This is, I love it. I love being here, being your discipleship pastor. I want to help you. These four experiences, listen to the Lord, talk to the Lord, listen to the Lord for others, talk about the Lord to others. Doing this will lead yourself and others down the aisle to Jesus. It will. Pages are sticking together. I'm completely confident that we can do this. I know we can. We can be the men, women, husbands, wives, parents, Everything we've learned in the last seven weeks, we can. We can be the disciples and we can make disciples that God is calling us to be. Not by helping the world know and experience us, but by knowing and experiencing Jesus for ourselves and helping others do the same. We can be the family of God that blesses all the nations. Let's stand and pray together as we respond. I'm going to ask the prayer team to come up. Usually when Andrew says that, there's a few minutes before they come up. So just come on up now, prayer team. Not yet. Yeah, I got it. I'm not done yet. So if there's anything you need prayer for, please come up and get it. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, this is going to be my response time message to you. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus and you're not a disciple of his yet, I want you to come and meet with him today. You can know him. You can experience him today. You are made to know God. All of us have sin that have separated us from him. We all, all of us, we all need him. Through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, we have forgiveness of sins and we are invited to respond to God's love and God's voice by laying down our old lives and being his disciples, by giving up our old lives and living the new life that only he brings. If that's you, please come up and receive prayer today. Talk with one of these individuals up here. You can know and experience Jesus today. Let's pray. Jesus, I pray that we would be your disciples. 
that you would teach us, that you would help some of these practical things land in us today. Help us walk down the aisle to you. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would help us lead others down the aisle to you. We want to be the men and women, the husbands, the fathers, the mothers, the wives, the singles that you've called us to be. We want to bear your image. So come, Holy Spirit, and fill us and lead us in following Jesus today. Amen.